Welcome back to another episode of the Movement Podcast with Stephen Trevor. We're on a mission to create a movement of like-minded people who want to win and want to see others win. If you're new, welcome. If you're not new, welcome back. Hello. I'm making faces. Nobody can see those. Sup me. Sup me. Sup me. Sup me. What's that from? Uh, Waterboy. Mmm, nice. That was good. I didn't think you'd get it. You do like that movie, though. I do like it. It's a great movie. How many movies can you... Ask me something else. How many movies can you quote? That's a stupid question. Like... I don't know. A lot or not that many or the decent amount? What's a lot to you? Like Like, 30 plus? A lot? Movie that you can... Like movies that you can quote. Like the whole entire movie Like, you you know, like 90% of the movie portion of quotes like 90 percent of the movie. pretty much any disney movie that was in my childhood i can quote you think so yes that's impressive lion king okay not any disney movie like i'm not gonna be able to quote little mermaid toy story one you toy better story not sit one. in the room with me because i won't shut up i love quoting movies i will quote the whole movie i know you do i don't like watching movies with you that you know because all i hear is you why do we it. like to do that why do people I like don't to quote know. things it's so weird because I like quoting them, but I can't stand when I hear other people Same. quoting them. Like, let's just watch the movie. But I, but then I can't. I can't help it. It's fun. I don't, it's, Are we just showing off? Just showing I think off so. the fact that we know the we movie? Know it, okay, hey, cool. What does anyway. that say about you? You've had that much little going on in your life that you can watch the movie repeatedly? Yes. Yeah. I don't need That's to watch it, it that many me. times, though. I don't need to watch it that many times, but I would say probably probably three to be able to quote it. I've watched so many movies back to back, like multiple times. No idea. Why are you sitting down, taking time out of your day to watch something you already have seen? I don't even, I can't even recall like Toy Story, for example, and Lion King. I could, the cartoons. Just sitting down and watching I can quote so much of both of those movies, but I can't, tell you any one time that i sat down and watched it i have no clue yeah i know i don't even know if i chose to watch them or did my mom choose for me to watch it like would she just like sit down and watch this or did i just go hey i want to watch toy story study up get ready you might have to use these quotes. no idea rafiki has some good quotes in that movie rafiki does have some he's got some life-changing quotes i'm about to run through a brick wall kind of quote yep you go monkey what's your favorite quote from him is he a baboon is a baboon. Yeah. My favorite quote from Lion King? From Rafiki. Oh. <laughs> it's not a really an inspiring one. Look hot. Yeah. <laughs> That's, <gonna say>. <laughs> <laughs> That's my mean? favorite one too. But my favorite inspiring one is when he hits Simba in the head That's with his That's the cane, one. It's in my head. And he goes, yes. ow. That hurt. Yeah. And he goes, doesn't matter. It's in the past. Yep. Yes. And he goes, it still hurts though. And he goes, ah, yes. The past can hurt. But the way I look at it, you can even learn from it. Uh-huh. Or what do you say? You can either, you can either. I can't remember. He goes, see, now what you going to do? First, I'm going to take this stick. Hey, where are you going? <laughs> I'm going back. The way I see it, you could either. Oh, I'm mad. Something you can either something from it or you can learn from it. Mm-hmm. And he swings again and ducks. Yep. Yeah, I've seen it. it. I'm so mad at myself right now. Ah, yes, the past can hurt, 
But the way I see it, you can either mm, or you can learn from it. You can either mm. That's it. Look harder. <laughs> Stop! That was funny too. <laughs> running through the jungle. Good movies. Yeah, I don't know why we quote movies, but I think it's put me in a classroom though. I know everybody hates it, and for some reason, I still feel cool when I do it. I feel, yeah. Why? And I can't help you it. You literally are doing the one thing that everybody wants you not to do. Yeah. It's not cool. Nobody thinks you're cool. Everybody's like, shut up. We shouldn't do that. Let's you see can't. how long we can go watch a movie that we just know. Without quoting? Without quoting. Or, can we, or should we also do the other side of it and see how long we can go quoting it before somebody tells us to shut up? Mm, that'd be rude. I feel bad for that person. Yeah. They're going to get bombarded. I thought you were saying them telling you to shut up. No. Rude for us to just quote it. <laughs> just I to agree. get on their nerves, basically. Literally just to see how long we can get away but with But yeah, that. songs, movies, shows, all day. What I learned in algebra last week when I was in high school, couldn't tell you. Nope. No. But I can quote most of the Toy Story. I can. Which, Watch when this. you think about it, in life, those quotes from... Those movies they resonate. help you way more than A squared plus B squared equals C squared. When the fuck am I using that shit? Little I'll Johnny has never. five apples. His mom went to the hospital. Calculate the sun's mass. And how long it took them to get there. Where? Calculate the sun's mass? Yeah. You got apples. five apples. Mm -hmm. Your mom went to the hospital. What's the size of the sun? <laughs> you better fucking figure it you out. You better figure it you out or you're going to get an F. And then you better show me how you did it. I don't care that you know the answer. I want to, oh, I want to know that you know oh, it. Oh, I hated that. I don't know how you know what it. What do I got? Why do I got to show you? Is the answer right or wrong? If it's right, then shut, shut up. up. <laughs> you know how many times I faked the process on my test? Because my math teacher, my sophomore or junior year, when I was in Algebra 2, she made us write out the problem write it out like Gosh, not every single so one not every single one but she had to like look at our test and be like okay this is enough for me to believe that they know what they're doing you know how many times i just fucking wrote down a bunch of numbers and pretended like i was just to hand in my because we had to hand in our scratch paper along with yeah, the test yeah it's like all right i'm gonna pretend i'm gonna just know draw where some shit. yeah like, you find it find where i did pretend, problem make it 12 so hard to read paper. So I would write left-handed. So they It's funny because I was watching a TikTok the other day and the guy was talking about how we have – our schooling system is so ancient because of the way our world used to be that obviously it wasn't designed for how it is now, right? Like we didn't have the internet, didn't have opportunity to make – start your own business whenever you wanted to. Yeah, to all those teachers who said I wouldn't have a calculator on me 24-7. Yeah. Eat shit. Eat it. Look at, me now. look at this calculator while you're eating it. Look I'm going to add up your bites. Never have to do another math problem ever because I could just Google it or do it on my calculator on my phone. But the guy was talking about how he's like, our, we adapt to our technology, but our school system hasn't adapted to our technology. Like we still are learning the same shit. It's the same that structure. Our grandparents learned. Like, yeah, like because they were getting prepared to go work in factories and like work in industries you know just like hard hard labor kind of kind of jobs but it's like now how the school system is set up like you're not taught how to start your uh, start your own business you're not taught tax advantages for certain income brackets you're not taught how, taught, taught how to do 
created an LLC. Like, obviously, you can find all that shit online, but it's like, why do we not? Would you say to... do your taxes? Yeah. Yeah. I said, well, I said tax brackets, but taxes. You're not thing. taught how to go about getting a fucking home loan. No, you don't. Are yeah, you... it's just, it's just crazy. You're not taught about keeping a good credit score. What goes against yeah. your credit? Like, it's just, I, it's just because I figure like phone bills, paying your phone bills go towards your credit. Apparently, that's not true unless you miss your phone bill for a long time and then it goes against your credit. <laughs> But if you pay all your phone bills on time, that's not making your credit better. It doesn't matter. I'm going to tell you those secrets. Nope. Figure it out. We'll teach you shit that is irrelevant, and then you figure out all the relevant stuff. What's what the what's the table with all the elements? The uh, element periodic table? table. Period. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. I thought that's what it was, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. Ask me when the last time I used a periodic table. Just now. We didn't no, use it. I didn't even use it. It was when I was in chemistry. That's I do want to say, in the same breath... Know. Some of the most, the most, some of the most valuable people are teachers. Oh, absolutely. So I don't want it to come off as like, oh, we don't care about teachers or the school. I'm saying. No, they deal with your shit ass kids all day long. Yeah. I'm saying not my shit ass kids, people. No, just you in general. Whoever. Well, uh, to be straight up, everybody's kids are shit ass kids at some point. At some point. Um, (laughs) I'm more talking about, because we have a bunch of teachers that come to Vigor. I'm more talking about. Give these teachers opportunities to teach based content on content that's going to be useful. Their experience, or let them start perfect or um, professoring. No, what's the word? I can't think of the word. Specializing in areas, areas in life that are relevant, like taxes. You know what? Or should like be? stuff like that. Some not like obviously, if you're going to be a professional in taxes, you would be an accountant of some sort. But I'm talking about. To the way to teach it to kids in a way that's practical for them to use it. Yeah. So we, I was, I just want to make that clear. We're not talking about teachers. We're talking about just the school no, system. Teachers are very valuable, and they got to do what they got to do. I think they should be paid more. Hundred percent. Yeah, well, they're with fucking crazy ass kids all day. All day. All day. You just, and for you just get to give give them to them, and you don't even have to pay for it. You just go, 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 go on, little Johnny. Get on the bus that I don't pay for. And go let the teacher deal with you all day long. Well, yes, we pay for it in our taxes, but yeah, it's not like daycare where you have to pay it additional. Like weekly. That shit's expensive. Yeah. Where the, how the fuck does that make sense? People who run daycares charge like four or five hundred bucks a week for their kids. It's a private. And then once you get older, you just don't have to pay for your kids to go to basically daycare yeah. for 12 years. It's a private. Private versus public. Public. 12 years. You got to pay for well, There you go. We just answered your own question. Yep. You got to pay for private, private school. schools, but still, even what those constitutes something as a private school, though, the, besides the funding, the funding, just the funding. So we could just and I, there's the, I guess the quality, like you're not not everybody can go to those schools, obviously, and they have different or they have probably more strict. Uh, you rules. do have to interview at those schools. I have more strict the rules like they're to. not going to accept little johnny that starts fights every day yeah like little johnny's out Man, can't little come to this johnny school. sucks little johnny's an asshole i am sorry johnny i'm not he's the one that's an asshole john john can you imagine calling like a three-year-old john john yeah john come here i can brother or john I feel Jonathan. like he's a grown-ass man at that point probably is he probably thinks he is that's why he's an asshole <laughs> okay well i don't know <laughs> anyways speaking of nfl football Yep. Week perfect. one's been kicked off. College football, 
What a weekend of terrible fucking coaching. All you guys need to get your shit together. And this is from a somebody who doesn't do professional coaching. So Yeah, from people who sit on the couch and <laughs> watch professional it. football coaching. But we do know football. Yes, it is. We've very... played it at a high level. And yes, I know there's sometimes I watch games and I see play calls or sequences of play calls and I'm just like, I know I'm not smarter than these guys. I like I know be. I'm not. I, I would be. not do that. You've heard me bitch about it multiple times already, but like Florida, I don't even know the name of the offensive coordinator or the head coach. I just, I know the name of the head coach. I just can't think of it. I don't know. I'm so I'm a Florida fan and I'm not one of the crazy fans that knows the third string right guard. I don't fucking know. I don't know everybody's name. I just cheer for them. And I know some of their players, Florida. What the fuck was going on this weekend? This is where I'm like I'm a defensive guy. I said ten, I said Kentucky would win. I thought Florida would win because they pulled off an upset against Utah last week and they played very well. But this week against Kentucky, Kentucky and Utah are different. Like I would expect Kentucky just naturally to be more competitive. All game, like it was just either up the gut run. I just hit that fly with my finger. I didn't catch him. Damn it. It was either up the gut, outside zone, or screen pass. Like, they didn't pass the ball longer than five yards, I don't think, all game. I don't think they trust that quarterback. Well. To be completely honest. I don't really care. He's the fastest dude on the field at all times. Get him out of the pocket and let him dink and dunk. I mean, you don't have to be that accurate to hit a wide-open receiver who's just hunkering down in the middle of a zone where the linebacker is chasing the quarterback. Like, get him out of the pocket, make the linebacker chase him, and then just squat there, receiver, 10 yards away, get an easy pass. Nope, up the gut, kept the fastest guy on the field in the pocket the whole fucking game, screen pass, up the gut, or outside zone. The whole game, four four minutes left in the game, we're down two scores. What do we do? Run it right up the fucking center. Stuffed. I'm like, dude. It can't be that hard to go through the entire game running the whole the same exact plays and realizing, okay, this ain't working. Like I get sticking to the script for for a whole quarter, maybe even whole half. But at some point when shit's not working, you just gotta go, okay guys, we're gonna change it up here. This ain't working. Yeah. Nope. All game, same shit the whole damn time. Didn't change anything all the way up to the last seconds. It's like run the same play 90 times. Let's go and bust open one of these times. You're not happy, are you? It's not, Fred. It's not going to open. Fred. I don't know what his name is, but it's Fred right now. (laughs) It's not going to open, buddy. Not today, Fred. Try something else. Well, I don't know. Mizzou. Mizzou. Classic Mizzou. I called that one, too. I said 14 points. I didn't. I I was really confident in Mizzou. I really was. Going back to – I think the difference in that is – Growing up in Just Missouri, their tendencies and knowing how they were in the Big 12, and K State was always a school they could never, just never played well. Didn't matter if it was home or away. K State was that's just a solid program. It is like good history, solid program, and yeah, it's like Northwestern. Where they're K-State. never gonna win. Like the games, the they're never gonna like get super deep or be in the top five really hardly ever, but you just don't want to play them because they can upset you. They're just good. They're not 
it's not even that they're just solid. They're just solid. No, they're solid. They're solid. And Mizzou's no, Mizzou's not, not gonna solid. beat them. If I was betting, sorry, I burped. It's okay. We all do it. I think. Um, I'm honestly, I'm on the fence about this weekend. Who who do they got? They play Abilene Christian. Oh God, out of Texas, Come which on. smaller school, but number one, it's a school out of Dallas, so you know they got fucking talent. And in their conference, they play in. They're always good. So. What are you saying? Is I'm going to say... Mizzou wins by two scores? I'm going to say Mizzou wins, but I will be not shocked at all if Mizzou loses. By I a won't be touchdowns. shocked by if Mizzou loses, but I think they should win by the, at least two If scores. they were on the road, i say they lose this game. It, the only reason I say they're home or they are going to win this game, and I think they barely win it, I think because they're they're home. That's I think why. they win by at least two scores. Yeah, well, I just have zero faith in their offense, in their offensive line, in their coaching staff, especially the head guy. Not a fan. Drinky Wits? Just not a fan. I just don't. I'm not a fan of him either. I just don't see him being a good leader. I don't see him rallying the troops. I don't think the troops really like him, to be completely honest. I don't know that for a fact. I'm just saying from what it seems like, I'm like, we got the number one offensive player in the country. Of receiver. We continue to update and elevate all of the facilities for football. There's way more money than you can even fucking fathom. And you Mizzou. can't tell me you're not you walk into the training facility, the practice facility, the locker room, you see the jerk like you can't tell me. You see the new stadium. That that doesn't just look like a badass place to play that you're just jazzed up about as a player. Coming from somebody who is a professor at Mizzou, not going to say any names, word for word, if you saw how much money Mizzou made during the COVID shit, it would make you sick. And you can't take some of that. I honestly think that's every college. Yes, but Mizzou annoys me more because they're one of the most expensive public schools in the nation. Constantly pouring into building new shit physical physical buildings but you can't just hire a good quality big name coach it's not even that i think i mean that is part of it but and i've talked about this before i talk about this with eric darko all the time i'm just like until we until i don't like to say we because i'm not a part of it until mizzou learns how to create build and sustain tradition they will never be good i can't even tell you one tradition they have they don't yeah i have no idea i have no idea could tell you. I don't know if they have a traditional song they always play. I don't know if they have a tradition like like. Well, they have the. Fight I don't know. Song. Like Clemson is their tradition is coming out touching the rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I don't know if Mizzou has anything. There, like yeah, that. because Could there is you. none. And when there's no tradition, there's no like foundation of there's like this special is who we are and how we do things. Like you go to Nebraska. Tech. Nebraska sucks ass, but those games are packed. Every home game sold the fuck out. Because it's like this, there's tradition here. There's passion. We're, there's passion here for this. No matter, and that's the the fault of it too is on the fans and the community community of Columbia. Because I'm like, the only time that shit is packed is if is at the beginning of the season when hopes are high for some dumbass reason, or when Mizzou's like winning. And I'm just like, no, that's called fair weatherness, and that means there's no tradition. You, they actually, there's nothing else in Columbia to do on a Saturday. Besides come to Vigor Movement and work out at 8 a.m. But after that, 
those stands in those tailgating lots should be packed. Now you know what the tradition is for Mizzou? Tailgate. Go get fucked up. Yeah. And half of the people don't even go into the game because they only go there to drink. And, have and I've talked party. about that too. I'm like, the only reason tailgating is so popular is because it's a lot of people's opportunity to just show off all and the, cool the stuff only, that they have. That's the only thing they look for. They have to look forward to with Mizzou games. They don't yeah. have to look forward to winning seasons. No. They just go there and party. But that's the highlight of Saturdays here in Columbia. The administrative and the athletic side, they need to work on building better tradition at for for just sports in general. But your main revenue driver when it comes to athletics, which is football, you got and you're in the SEC, you're in a SEC East, you're in a good got a conference. Big ass SEC patch on your chest. Like you got big teams coming, this you got Georgia is the rolling SEC. in here. You got Arkansas. You got a rival. Arkansas is good the past couple. So you got like big nationally ranked teams rolling in here in your conference. Rolling right the fuck over you. And then just, yeah, they're not even stopping. They're just steamrolling. But I'm just like, there's no tradition. You go down to Arkansas? They have not been good the last 10 years. But until the, the last two is years. still there. And it's yep. like you go everywhere. I mean, UT, for example, not Knoxville. Same. Yes. University of Tennessee. Yes. Those are the, some of the most diehard fans, and I know this because that's where I grew up, and that's why Tennessee is so obnoxious to me. I can't stand t- being from there. I deep down, I do want them to be good, but every year, this is our year. This is our year. This is our year. The the stands are always fucking packed. Yep. Always, no matter if they're winning or losing, they're always packed. And more recently, the last twenty years, they have been a losing team. Yeah, sprinkle in a few winning seasons here and there. But the games are always packed because it's the tradition. Yep. Yeah. People are passionate about University of Tennessee for some reason I am not aware of. I don't but know. But they just are. I don't know the difference. In... And it doesn't matter if they're 0-8. That next home game is going to be fucking packed. Yeah. It's sad because every opportunity here to – Sell out games. All every game should be sold out here. There's no reason. There's what? There's more empty seats than there are filled. Oh, 100. Yeah, especially mid to late season. With all those fancy up. ass updates they have God, to the sweets. stadium, like all the suites and stuff. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Waste because you're not putting your money in the in the right spots. Like we want to hire a good. We're gonna hire this coach because he's gonna take less money. Like spend the fucking money and go get a big name dude that's gonna get your shit right and build it. And now. With the transfer portal, with the NIL shit, Luther Burden is not going to be here next year. You don't think so? Hell no. Would you? I, I'm, depends on how much money he's getting. That's another thing with the but donors. But I'm saying with the NIL, you could get – you can't tell me there's not someone – if he put a feeler out there, you can't oh, tell me someone from he, Texas would be like, yeah. I'm not saying that he can't by any means. That's not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm just s- saying that there are so many people here that will – off that. Will, but at the same time, in that same breath, Knowing how, okay, I just saw how last season went. Mm-hmm. I know what the history of this program is. Does it even matter what you get? Knowing you can get that somewhere else and possibly a winning season? Well, here's the other thing, too, that this NIL and, and transfer portal opens up is if you are in, if you're at a top, if you're at a SEC school, you have a chance of going to the NFL. I think the amount of money that these players are making are, are able to make now become millionaires before they're even a fucking sophomore in college. I think that dumbs down the passion of football. Like, I don't really care if we win or oh, lose 100%. because I'm still going to get my money. I don't give a shit. And being here and being a number one player, I'm still going to get it 
opportunity to go play in the NFL, whether we win or lose. I'm still yeah, getting my opportunity. Having the mindset of an athlete. Yeah, I know, but that mindset of athletes is shifting over the last I'm, couple of I'm years. I'm saying even, I mean, just in my head, for me, I'm like, yes, love the fact that I can make millions of dollars, but I don't want to suck. I know. I don't want to suck. Though. That's, an, that's from our era. I think – I'm not saying you're wrong at all. That I know that a lot of players still feel that way, but I know a lot of other players are just like, what – how much money can I make? Yeah, I think they're. I don't care if we win or lose because I'm going to be a millionaire, and that's all I care about. I don't think. I don't think people. I see what you're saying. I think yes, there are pro- that is a possibility, but I think there are more. I got. I mean, if I'm a if I'm the best offensive player in the country coming in from this past uh, recruiting class, yeah, oh, yeah I I'm, definitely want to win. I'm happy that I get to make money, and that means because I can make the money I've already made, that means I can make more. Mm-hmm. And I could win. I don't want to lose. Like I don't want to lose. Nobody wants to lose. I don't want to. I don't want to be. I don't want to stay in a program just to lose because I'm because I can go make I money agree. somewhere else and win. Can't tell me if Texas calls his ass up. Which if I was Texas, I'd do that shit. I'd be like, come on, Luther. I'd be going to if I was him. I'd be finding somebody who's got a badass quarterback and give me the ball because I want the ball. Texas looks good right now. I like they got a good. I'm a Texas fan, but. They did good on recruiting. I like Stark as a head coach. I just think, and the vibes down there. I've just, I've been watching them for. I watched them all off season, and the way they played Alabama was not shocking to me at all. Well, I will also say the way Alabama played them was shocking. They had fifteen penalties. Yeah, and so many drop balls because Nick they're Saban young. was losing his shit because they're young. They're super young, so I'm like, that's why it didn't shock me. Even the penalties yeah. didn't shock me because I'm like, I yeah. didn't realize that. Yeah, they're really so literally. Young. You just said that I, didn't, I had no idea that they were young. They're young, um, and playing at Texas, Texas playing really well week one, which they have a history early in the season to be very shaky, and then they get good, and then they drop off again, but how they played week one, very dominant, and then having Alabama at home for the game college game day week Which, two. Let's address that they definitely could have won by two And points. they should have won, yeah, because they missed a field goal going in half. Mm, a short chip shot. Yeah. Shankopotamus. Shorter than the fucking extra point. Just Shank- pulled it left. How do you even miss it that close? All I can think about to make this with my eyes closed. All I can think about is the time we were at the driving range with Kobe and he hit the ball literally straight ahead of him. Right? How do you hit it right? Like right turn. When I say straight ahead, I don't mean out into the range. I mean literally where his face was pointing. He hit it straight forward. Yeah. Somehow, whack! Hit that girl right in the calf. Mm, Yep. That's what. (laughs) Whoopsie. I don't know what that laugh was. Anyways, that's how that kick went. Yeah. So college football is a frenzy right now. NFL was a shit NFL show too. God bless that Bengals and I'm Oh God. Derrick bad Henry. coaching there. Bad coaching last night with the Broncos. One minute left in the game. They're down. Run thirty seconds off the clock. Just to call a timeout. Why? Why did you do that? I don't know. Lots of confusion. Yeah. Football's Tom Brady looked good. I mean, Tom Brady looked real usual. good. Tom Brady is Tom Brady. He did throw a pick though. He did, but his arm looked strong. He's just tired. I saw one he threw probably like 35, 40 yards down the field. I mean, it was on a fucking. Does Tom Brady even look good anymore or does he just look like Tom Brady? He looks good. It's not good. It's just. It's Tom good Brady. because every year people think he's declining. And I'm just like, no, he still it's looks like saying good. Superman looks strong today. Like, no, it's just Superman. That's what he is. I get it. But the fact that he's 
another year older and old as hell. And he's just, just slinging it. Good for him. He's Love doing it. great. But yeah, so. Well, let's go well, to Zoo. Get this win this weekend. Florida, if you guys don't win, I'm, I quit. Speaking of not winning, the AFC South, the Titans, the Colts, the Houston the Texans, Houston. and the Jacksonville Jaguars. That whole division was winless this weekend. The only thing that shocks me about that is the Titans because of who they played. The Giants. Everybody else does fuck? not shock me. Derrick Henry, you hurt my feelings. You were my first draft pick on fantasy football, and you shit the bed. Your backup did better than you. Yeah. Way better. Like, more, literally scored more than double fantasy points than he did. Yeah, well, better bring it this week, bitch. Get your shit together. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't and they're me. actually playing a good team. They play the Bills this weekend, which puts me in a predicament because I have the Bills defense and I have Derrick Henry on offense. Don't do that. I'm just starting both of them because then I'll get points either way. My other defense option is the Cowboys. Who are they playing? Somebody good. Oh. I can't remember. Their first, like, five games are hard wins. Well, they're going to be – defense is going to be on the field a lot because they ain't got no fucking quarterback. True that. They got Will Greer and I don't even know who the other guy is. But the other guy is the backup, the actual backup. And Zeke Elliott sucks. What happened to that guy? Went to Jamaica too many times. It looks like – Got his hair girl. braided. It's all too tight. He don't know what the fuck. He wears crop tops and puts his hair back and just like – Literally looks like a girl and his nose piercing. I just feel like athletes – and in my, I feel like if someone was like, oh, if he was here, would you say that? Fuck yeah, I would say that. Yeah. Because I'm like, dude. Dude, you're sucking. I get that. And it's not – obviously, it's a team sport, so his line is a factor and the play calls are a factor and Dak's play is a factor. But I'm also like, I just feel like you went to Jamaica and you just came back and you didn't care. You are a Jamaican. <laughs> you're not smoking. You're breathing. Oh, but – Anyways, I think we've had enough football talk. Let's move on, and I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. This is completely improv. You have no idea what's coming. Obviously. Okay. I'm going to give you – it's not a question. It's a statement, and then I'm going to give you multiple choice answers, and you have to choose which one you think it is. Okay. Okay. Most people said that they were 16 years old when they first experienced this. Here are your options. Um, their first concert, their first cup of coffee, first time they ever got pulled over, or the first time they ever snuck out. Ooh. Concert, coffee, say snuck out, or pulled over. They were 16 years old when they first One of this. the last two. Snuck out or pulled over. Most people, who did you ask? This was I didn't ask anybody. This was online. Oh. Who was asked this? People. How many people? Sure, 100. I don't know. Whatever number you want to throw out there. Mm. Most of them said. Do you know if they were women or men? Nope. <laughs> Completely random. Most, Most people of them said, said. They first experienced this when they were 16 years old. First concert, first cup of coffee, first time they ever snuck out, or the first time they ever got pulled over. I'm going to say because of the question being experienced this, I'm going to say pulled over. Solid answer. Solid answer. Solid choice. Wrong right. choice. What is it? First cup of coffee. Oh, <laughs> really? Sixteen. Yeah. Sixteen years old. First cup of coffee. That was like, as you're reading it, that was because that was the second 
option. And in my head, Surely I was like, the only one that sticks out. Well, the, that in my head, I was like, oh, that kind of makes sense. But then I was like, I don't even know when, how old I was when I tried coffee for the first time. I have no I idea. Was always telling my mom, can I have some? Can I have some? She would let me taste it, and then I liked it. Oh, I don't remember she that. She never at all. gave it to me because I was always energetic enough as it was. She Which was is like, weird you because taking this coffee. I love coffee. I I do too, but I just don't drink it that often anymore. Huh? Interesting. Sixteen, trying coffee. Yep. I would have swore it was getting pulled over because you just get your license. Right. That was the point. Trying to trick you. Hmm. Or sneaking out would make sense too because you're driving. You're old enough to drive. Get out. I snuck out. Dangerous. Did you sneak out? Um, I didn't really have to. I snuck out to hang out with my girlfriend because I was leaving on a mission trip the next day for like mm. a whole week down to Mexico. And I would have got away with it too. I feel like I'm in school. If it wasn't for those darn if kids. If it wasn't for those <laughs> darn kids and that dumb dog. No. My brother fucking told on me. Oh, which one? Trey. That fucker. Told on me. What's wrong with you? Snitches get stitches. Yeah, I gave him stitches. I just handed them to him. You just gave it to there him? There you go. Stitches. You know what? On. You snitched on me. Here's this. Yeah, he told on me. Do something with it. I didn't get caught. He just told on me. How old was he? 14? It was my sophomore year in high school. So he, he was just in told on you. Not eighth grade. Did he tell on you the next day or like right then? And I then? don't know. Well, it was like I snuck out. Everyone was sleeping, I thought. He Except was, him. He was not. Except him. I'm wide awake. Just fucking. I don't even. I didn't even. I had no idea. And then next day I got grounded. I don't think I ever. Maybe I did. I don't really remember because my mom would always be like, all right, you need to be home by this time. And after so many times of coming home at this time, mom was sleeping. So I was I'm just like, like, don't sneak out. Just tell me. Yeah. Like as a parent so now, I'm like just just tell me. There were times that I would call my mom and be like, hey, mom, I'm just at Chase's house. Like, yeah. can I just stay out? Yeah. She'd be like, all right, well, then be home at this time. But for the most part, she'd be like, hey, you need to be home by midnight. And then I wouldn't be home by midnight after so long because I knew that she was still sleeping. It's weird. Yeah. I can't. I'm excited for, and I don't like to say I can't wait because that seems like I'm impatient, which that is something I teach my kids. Don't say I can't wait for because, like, live in the moment. Literally doesn't make sense. You ha- Well, you have to wait. I can't so, wait. Are you going to die now? I can't. I just can't. I can't wait. That's okay. That well, is. Then, I'm just going to watch this unfold then. Yep. Can't wait. What's I can't gonna wait. You know, so I'm just going to make it happen now. Um, I am excited for moments, teachable moments for my kids. Mm-hmm. I'm interested because I'm a, I am going, I am a completely different parent than my parents were not for, I'm not saying I'm better at all. I'm just saying I'm just different. Are you going to give your kids the first taste of alcohol? Or you think you're going to let them? Am I going to give it, give Are it to them? Are you going to be the source of their first mm, taste of alcohol? I don't know. I mean, my grandpa gave me beer when I was literally an infant. Sure. Yeah. That doesn't count, though. I first mean, like, time yeah. they're there, they know what alcohol does. They know what it does to them. Are you going to be the first one to be like, all right, here you go. You're taking this shot of whiskey. Do it. I think – I don't know. I think I think we will have a, a good relationship to the point to where they will pro- they will come to me about it mm-hmm. because – I just, just the way I'm going, I do and will continue to parent them. I've always been like, we're going to have honest, open conversations. We're going to be vulnerable. You're going to be able to tell me things because I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to, there'll be times where discipline is obviously needed, but I will always create an environment for them where they know they are loved. Like, and they know they can come to you. Dad's going to be pissed, but 
it, they'll just know this is what we do. This is what we do. Um, so I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if they just came to me and said, I want to drink or I want to try. I want like something like that. I could be completely wrong. They could sneak off and do it. But I also knowing just how I am with alcohol now, I would honestly just explain to them my experience with alcohol and let obviously let them choose and let them experience it for themselves because yeah. I can't put my experiences on them. I think so. if I had kids, I would want their first time to ever be intoxicated around me. Yeah. So oh, that way yeah. I can limit it because I know like first time I ever got drunk, I was not at home. And thankfully I did not over drink and get insanely shit faced. Yeah. yeah. But you don't know. if your first time, you don't know. Yeah. So you could pound three shots not knowing your whole world's about to be fucked up yeah. in about 20 minutes. Yep. Yeah. And you're going to be puking your brains out. You have no idea. So you don't feel it in five minutes. So you're like, man, give me another one. Yeah. Like, if I had kids, that would I would want them to experience that with me and be like, here, you're going to take this shot and then you're going to wait 15 minutes. Yeah. And you're going to see how it makes yeah, you feel. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird because like I never had these conversations with my parents. Yeah. And I never, I didn't drink until college. Um, and I Neat. hid drinking from my parents until I was a grown ass adult. Mm -hmm. Probably honestly, like within the last five years, to be really? completely honest. Yeah. Um, not because I don't know, just because that we just didn't have that kind of relationship. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm indifferent. Just my mom would let me have parties at my house. We lived out in the middle. I do want to be the house that the kids are at. Yes, definitely. Cause I'll be responsible, obviously. Unless um, you're close with other parents and you know that they're not. Yeah, if there's other parents that are like, no, they can Yeah, um, but I was always, I loved, like, my friend Pete or Dave. Like, we were at one of their houses all the time, yeah. and I loved it. And I, their parents loved it because we were here, we were in their house, we were safe. Whether it was just the boys or us and some of the girls, because we had a group of girlfriends that we all, not girlfriends, but friends, Girl, girls that friends were friends that, that we all hung out. Like, it was just a big group of us. We would all be at someone's house, mm -hmm. and I just loved that. And some of the girls, obviously, their parents wanted to make sure they were safe, yeah, too. So we'd sure. go to their house. Um, but, yeah, I definitely want to be that house. Yeah. I want to be the house. So we will I'm be. just going to be the Funkel. Trevor, Funkel Trevor's here. Here comes Funkel. Here comes Funkel. Funkel or Drunkle? We don't know. Both are. You don't know what you're going to get. You're definitely getting fun. Definitely getting fun. But you if you get, get the Drunkle one, you're definitely getting double fun. Here we go. Fun times, too. So, but yeah. We'll see how it how it uh, plays out. Speaking of playing out, let's move on to the main topic for today, which is dealing with anxiety. Mm. Are you an anxious person? No. No? No. Not at all? I think I have moments of anxiety, but I'm not. I wouldn't consider myself an anxious an person. An anxious person. I consider myself a patient person. Yeah. I think I have moments of anxiety. But they're so does. far and few in between now because of just the experiences I've, I've had as an adult. Can you be stressed and not anxious? Yes, absolutely. Okay, well, then I would say yeah. I'm more stressed than anxious ever. I don't think I'm ever really anxious. There's only been one time in my life where, and I remember exactly where I was. I was at the intersection where the new Panera is by our old gym. Mm -hmm. I was at that intersection and at a stop at a red light, and it hit me. And I said out loud, holy shit, I am anxious as fuck. 
and I was by myself. <laughs> you didn't know why? That was the first time I acknowledged and realized that I had anxiety. Did you know why? Do you remember why? I don't remember what it was. It I get like minor spurts of anxiety at like, like watching an intense f- football game. Like that gives me anxiety. Oh, really? Yeah. If I, if there's a team I want to win and it's really? like super close and it's an intense game, I'm like, not on, really like on, you dumbass. On. I'm really like, like I was really like, oh, no, I know. Didn't know. But like, yeah, I get, I get anxiety. Then when I'm like, come on, come on, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. Like, yeah, that gives me anxiety. But that's not a serious. That's not. We're talking anxiety, as in like your daily life. Are you an anxious person? Absolutely not. And then I get I get moments of anxiety, like I don't know if I'm stuck at a red light too long, like an abnormally three minute red light. I'm like, all right, what's going on? Can we go, please? And I know I, I get anxiety from that because as soon as it turns green, I just feel this super big sense of relief. But as far as like daily life. I get completely random spurts of anxiety and I don't even know why. No clue. I just, sometimes I feel anxious. Here's the definition of anxiety. Cause I okay. was curious. A feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. That's the whole, just that's the whole, basis of anxiety is uncertainty you don't know what's going to happen and you're anxious to see what happens and you're hoping that it works out for the best Hmm. that's why i say intense football games you don't know what's going to happen and if your team is down by a little bit and there's not much time left in the game and they got the ball and you're just hoping like something big happens but you don't know for sure that's what gives me anxiety with big time football games my teams are playing that i want Huh. Like when we went to the fucking Bills game, I was anxiety ridden. Really? Yeah. Damn. That was intense. Huh. That was intense. I guess because I'm, this is just my personality. I'm very, it's not going to affect me any. Well, suspense and anxiety are the same thing. If you think about it, suspense and anxiety are the same. It's, Un, it's it's the uncertainty. You don't know what's going to happen. Like suspenseful movies keep you on the edge of your seat. You're like, oh god, what's going to happen? What's going to? That's anxiety. So yeah. imagine, surely you felt that in a football game or watching a movie where you're just like, fuck, what's going to happen? Something's going to happen, and you just have that feeling. Something's about to happen. Something's about to happen. So anxiety doesn't what. even. It's not always bad. No, it's not. It's not always a bad thing because I've if you felt... live, imagine that's what I was getting ready to say. Imagine living your life chronically with that feeling in everything that you do. Because hmm. like, like having that feeling of something, something you don't know if it's going to be good or bad. Something's about to happen. Can you be anxious and excited? Yeah. Because I'm like, yeah, like before a competition, I'm anxious, I mm-hmm. guess, because I'm so excited to get going. Yeah. Or before a game. Yeah, before competition is perfect. In the locker room because I can't wait to get out there. When we go to when we go to HOA and compete, right. anxiety is high right before we start. Huh. So I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. But I'm also happen? like very calm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's still some level of anxiety inside because you don't know. It's like you even if you know what the workout is, you're still like you're anxious because you're like, I just want to go. I just want to go. 
interesting. It is interesting. But now relating that to everyday life, can you imagine every single day having that feeling in your stomach? I feel like if you are, if someone is that, in my opinion, just based on how we're talking about it, that would not be the good anxiety. No, that is bad anxiety. Absolutely. It's terrible for you. It messes up your sleep. You're just constantly in that fight or flight. If you're, yeah, I think if you are saying the word, um, I just had it and I lost it. If you're anxious, if, if the word worried comes after you're explaining something or why you think you are anxious or yeah, if you're anxious or you're expressed that you're anxious or whatever, and then you also express some kind of concept of being worried, that's not good anxiety. But if you are like, oh, I guess I'm just a little anxious, but I fucking can't wait. Yeah. Like that's good anxiety. If there's a thing, I don't know. Because I know there's people who think. have anxiety and it's, they are stressed. They are worried. They are scared. They are nervous. And it's because, in my opinion, it's because now they're trying to control the uncontrollable. Mm -hmm. They're trying to. Yeah, that's 100%. No matter what anxiety you have, it's it's derived from the, the fact that you don't have full control. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I've been anxious but excited. But at the same time, I'm not thinking about controlling anything. I'm just, like, ready to go. Yeah. Like, let's go. Mm-hmm. ready to go and then when we get going it's all gone right so that's the, in my head that's the difference i don't know if they're if that's even the same concept of anxiety because i don't think there's any it's not like nerves it's just like i'm ready to go mm-hmm. i'm just literally i'm just ready like i don't want to delay in the competition i'm done warming up like i just want to get out there yeah. get on the floor and go but there are people who are like you said chronically anxious and to me, that is a lack of understanding that they there's a lot of shit that they can't control that they think they can. And what I would what I like what I say to people who are like chronically anxious is just like, hey, it's gonna work out either way it goes. It's gonna work out exactly how it's supposed to go. That's one thing that's helped me deal with my I wouldn't even say my anxiety because that sounds like I always have anxiety, which I don't. Mm-hmm. But like whenever I do get anxious for reasons that I know one way that I help myself come back down is like, Hey, whether I'm worried about it or not, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Yeah. And that and would me be for worrying, me. I'm like me worrying about it. It's not going to do anything, but literally do nothing but make the situation right. worse. Yeah. And that's that, where I can tap into that right away. Mm-hmm. That's just a strength of mine. I have plenty of weaknesses. Don't you guys worry. But I, that is a strength of mine, just being able to acknowledge right away, like me worrying does nothing, doesn't change anything. It does something, but it doesn't do anything yeah, good. Yeah, it doesn't do anything good. It doesn't bring any productivity. It doesn't bring any um, anything positive. It, it makes the situation harder mm-hmm. because now you're trying, yeah, like we said, you're trying to control things you can't control. You're trying to alter yourself. You're trying to alter how you perceive things you're trying to alter like without you even realizing it. Oh, maybe I should, you're overanalyzing something. Yeah. It's like, I think being able to, and I don't know, I, this has just been something I've always been 
able to do is just not worry, not have like the bad side of anxiety because, and maybe it has to do with my faith because I genuinely always believe that God's got a plan mm -hmm. and me worrying about it doesn't change his plan. It just makes the day harder, yep. unnecessarily harder. Now I'm not saying I never have moments of worry because I'm human and I do. I never say, I'm not saying I'm not stressed because I fucking stress a lot, but there's a difference between stress and anxiety. But overall, I think just understanding for me, anxiety just, is a, is a version of stress. Yeah. Yes. Um, but for me, being able to def have, uh, what's the word? I can never understand. Yeah. Create difference. Dif what is the word? Words are hard. Words are hard. Use your words like a big boy, Clay. <laughs> Whatever. For me, being able to separate something I could possibly be worried about and understanding I also don't have control over that is something I've always been pretty decent at. I have not been good at that until recent years. Um, and that's one area of life that I've grown in is just understanding yeah. like, hey, you don't have any control over this. So worrying about it isn't going to do shit. Like literally just makes everything worse. And I, th I mean, I know a lot of people can't help it, but I think also a lot of those people that, that – feel like they can't help that they're anxious they haven't really tapped into why they are anxious mm -hmm. or really even tried to kill the anxiety they try to kill it with other unhealthy things like yeah putting yourself through more stress like whether that's doing harder workouts more workouts or you deal with anxiety by eating shitty food and binging or you deal with anxiety by literally doing nothing so you're anxious and you're and you're depressed and so what's the best thing to do i'm just gonna fucking sit at home and stay in my bed all day long yeah or they drink or i mean the list goes on and on of bad ways people deal with anxiety but no matter what it is all the bad ways that people deal with anxiety the reason they deal with it that way is because they're not really addressing why they are so anxious they're not addressing why they feel the way they feel they're not really digging deep down they just like for an example well i have a test a big test coming up that's why i'm anxious that's not enough you need to dig deep deeper down why are you anxious about the test do you think you're going to fail it do you think you're underprepared is there anything you can do to make yourself feel better about it or maybe you have prepared maybe you've studied your ass off and you're still just really, really anxious about this test. Well, if you've prepared yourself and you're, and you're, you know, you've done everything you can to get the best score on the test, like the only thing left to do is take it. So sitting here and worrying about your score, like that's not going to change your score. Going and drinking is not going to help you. Staying in bed all day isn't going to help you. Working out harder and more frequently is not going to help you. The amount of stress that, anxiety puts on your body like a way to combat that is not by putting more stress on your body you know what i mean so and drinking puts stress on your body working out harder and more puts more stress on your body like people deal with it in so many different ways instead of just addressing it and well, looking deeper into why they feel the way they feel yeah and i talk to people about this all the time just 
understanding, oh, I just need to work out, which there are times and moments and situations where, yes, a good workout is helpful to clear your head, to release endorphins, to just mentally, physically, emotionally feel better. And I literally just had one of those workouts. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I like to explain to people is understanding, because I don't think a lot of people realize this, your body does not compartmentalize stress. It doesn't say, it's oh, just this stress. is stress from Trevor's work. Oh, this is family stress. Oh, this is financial financial stress. like no i'm gonna put this over here i'm gonna put this over here now there's no like stress is stress it's a big ass ball and if you feel stressed overwhelmed anxious all kind of under the same umbrella when it comes to like just negatively affecting you working out is not your answer what would be your answer in my opinion is stopping taking breaths going on walks do expressing gratitude i think getting a workout can definitely help you but i'm saying if someone is just to the max yeah if with just life and their answer consistently is i just need to work out i just need to work out but it's like you're not like you it's kind of going a lot down the line you're going is you but you're not addressing anything you are just basically sweeping it under the rug and creating more stress on your body you're just putting it off for an hour or however long you're working right and then once your workout's over here we go again because yes because nothing got solved nothing you didn't dig deep in anything but the whole main thing what i was getting at is you've just added more stress to your body to your nervous system now your nervous system's fried because maybe you lifted weights Maybe you did some hard interval sprints or whatever, right? Maybe you did a 30, 45 minute workout. Like your body is taxed from that. Your nervous system is taxed from that. That is stress added to your body, right? So when we're talking about health and wellness in general, the whole recovery side of things, like it gets overlooked, not at vigor. We definitely don't overlook that shit. Um, Thursday's our day to address that. But for a lot of people, they just get addicted to the feeling of feeling, quote unquote, better after a workout. But at the same time, they haven't addressed anything right. like, yeah, you feel better in the moment, maybe 10, 15, 20 minutes, maybe an hour after your workout. But then you got to get settled back into your reality of the shit that you just ignored for an hour. Mm-hmm. And so for anybody who is like that, that's what I was getting at. For anybody who is like that or at that point to where they're like, maxed out work school test relationships whatever it is and your answer lately has been i need to go on a run i need to do a hard workout that's not helping you that is making it harder on you because you're not addressing it you're ma- you're bringing on more stress into your life and both of those things means nothing is getting better you just basically ignored it for an hour or two hours but at some point reality is going to get back in and you got to deal with it so that's why i'm like why don't you just go for a walk or why don't you just fucking sit your ass on the couch and relax for a little bit? Yeah. Like, but I'm yes, you, but you need to be intentional. Yeah. Oh you yeah. Need to be, yeah. I know I you're not mean, saying that, but I'm just for the person listening. About it. It's the same con that would be the same concept as going and working out for an hour for, for the person listening. Who's like, man, that's me. I am constantly stressed and anxious. I never address it. I just do things that make me feel better for a little bit. And take my Alco- mind off. It could of be it. alcohol, could be drug, whatever. To take my mind, just because your mind is off of it, does not mean you're healing from it. Right. And so you need intentional time, and I'm speaking to myself here too. 
you need intentional time of being by yourself. You need intentional time of, you know what, I'm just going to breathe for 10 minutes. I had a, I had a, a friend a couple weeks ago who told me to take time out of my day to just be alone and to just breathe mm-hmm. and to just relax, which is something I have a hard time. We both have a hard time doing. Um, and that just comes with running a business in the beginning stages. And we know that, but that is not an excuse for not doing that. Um, so I'm, I'm just trying to encourage the person who is just constantly on the go, constantly in worry, constantly in anxiety or stress to understand that just because your mind, like I said, just because your mind comes off of it does not mean you've healed. It actually means the opposite. Right. You're making the situation worse because you're not addressing it. So going for a walk because you're like, I need to get my thoughts together. Sitting on the couch, like you said, because I need to get my thoughts together. I need to figure out what is going on. I need to figure out why I'm down. I need to figure out why I'm anxious and like process it. Shit. Get your phone out while you're walking. It's hard for me to get a good breath right now. Get your phone out while you're walking and go to your notes. Think and start typing the shit out that is bothering you or worrying you. Or when you're sitting on the couch, get a pen and paper out. Write out the stuff that's bothering, bothering you and worrying you. And... There's this TikTok I watched one day. It, it basically he was just like everything you're worried and stressed about, write it out, and then next to it, write out what you can do about it. If you can't do anything about it right now, you need to learn to let shit go. If you can, if you're like, yes, I can do something about this right now, then do, do that. It. Like take care of it, because that's where healing comes. Is either letting shit go, or taking care of it, doing what needs to be done. If it's, well, so and so has been getting under my skin. Okay, write that out. Can you do something about it right now? Yes. Okay. What can you do? Address it. Talk to him. Are you willing to do that? Well, no. Well, then. Then stop. Then let it go. If you're not willing to have the conversation, let it go. Are you willing to do that? Yes. Then go do it. Then go do it. So getting people away from, and again, talking to myself, getting people away from this concept of like constantly being on the go and trying to do things and trying to mask it or cover it up and thinking, Oh, just a good run is going to do it. No, it's not. It's not. Oh, in the long, in the big picture, it's not. It's just making it worse. Getting to that point to where you're like, all right, I need to address some things within myself. I need to let things go. I need to be more proactive. I need to journal. I need to meditate. I need to breathe. That's where healing happens, not just by covering it up or ignoring it and doing a workout like that's not going to help you yeah i think the most important thing you can do first of all i'm going to say that alone time is like so needed in everyday life for every single person no matter what you have going on no matter if your life is stressful or stress-free you everybody needs solitude and a lot of people just hearing that like being by myself with my own thoughts for however long ew that gives me anxiety just thinking about it it's necessary. It is 100% necessary. I am someone who absolutely loves solitude. I love being by myself. And that's bad and good because I think I enjoy it too much. Um, But at the same time, like the amount of time that I spend by myself allows me to have conversations with myself, allows me to work through 
shit that's going on in my brain, which is, there's a lot of shit going on up there. Um, and it's just, it's just time to address things that are bothering me and figure out why they're bothering me. It's not just sitting there and thinking about something that gets under your skin or is something that's bothering you, but time to think through it and figure out why. And that's pretty much, I mean, where we're going with this is the answer to anxiety is getting down to the root of your anxiety and literally going all the way into asking yourself so many questions about why you feel this way about whatever it is until you cannot answer it anymore. You can't, you have answered it as much as you possibly can. If somebody's bothering you, okay, why are they bothering you? Because they're doing this. Well, because they're doing this. Why do, why does that bother you so much? And just keep going down and down and down the line until you cannot give another response and figure out exactly what it is that is bothering you so much. And then addressing it and being like, okay, well, this is what I can do. Like you said, can you do anything about it? Yes. Then do something about it. No. Okay. It's time to let that shit go. But adding more stress on your body, like you said, just getting another workout, like that is not going to fix anything. The only thing that's going to fix your anxiety, your, your, Stress is figuring out why it is making you feel the way that you're feeling and then making the decision to either let it go or do something about it. Yeah. And until you can do that, you're just going to keep feeling this way. I think another thing just to maybe answer a question for people, why am I anxious all the time? Why do I worry? Why do I stress? And it's simple. And we've even kind of said it already, but just to reiterate it, you are not in control as much as you think. And I think that's where a lot of people get in trouble is because they think they control their lives to a certain extent. Yes, you make decisions that have certain outcomes. But at the same time, I just how I think and I believe overall, those decisions that you made were already like, it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And again, that comes from my faith background, just believing God created me. He has a plan for my life. He has a purpose for my life. Everything I go through, good and bad, is part of the plan, part of the plan. And so it's like, yeah, in the moment, yeah, I made that decision. But that's just the beautiful thing about the relationship concept which that could be a whole topic one day maybe but it's like because he gives me free will he doesn't tell me specifically I'm not a puppet yeah. not a robot he doesn't program me to okay when stefan comes into this situation he's going to do right. this every single time no i'm a human being who has my own thoughts my own feelings my own my own emotions i make my own decisions but in the grand scheme of things what's going to happen is going to happen and that is why I think in my life, I have been able to live in a way that is just like, my favorite thing to say is we'll figure it out. Yeah. Because I know, I just believe our, our lives are just going to end, like it's just going to, like certain things are going to happen. So for me to stress and worry about when whatever happens, if a tornado came and fucking ran over the gym god forbid knock on wood 
But if that happened, in my head, I'm like, well, that was wasn't going to happen. Yep. We'll figure it out. I have no control over that. I can't control that. Can't control the weather. Obviously, if I could, I would have directed that tornado mm-hmm. just down a street where it didn't hit anybody. Didn't hit anybody. <laughs> but that's not how life happens. And people think, oh, man. But there are going to be people who in that same situation, oh, it's because I moved here five years ago. I shouldn't have moved. It's like, no. If you were going to, if your house was going to get hit by a tornado, doesn't matter where you were at. Shit was going to happen. So the, I think for people just to take that, the big takeaway that I would love people to have is just like, understand, like you can't control how things play out. You can control decisions you make, but you can't control how they play out. You don't know. You just know the decision. And it goes back to the, uh, um, the exam or the podcast I did a while ago, but like one of my favorite things I stories I've heard from Tom Brady was the Chinese farmer one. Just how his response to everything that happened to his life and people were like, oh, my gosh, are you OK? Or, oh, my gosh, that's so sad. Or, oh, my gosh, you should be so proud or excited every time his response was, well, maybe. Don't know what's coming down the road. Like I don't know what's going to happen next. Right. I know where I'm at now. Yeah, that seems like a good thing, but maybe it's not. Or that seems like a bad thing, but maybe it's not. And like that power or that ability for people to just like be there and just mentally be like, just in the moment. Yeah, this was great right now. Or yeah, this was bad right now. But it might not be. I don't know. The only thing I can do is live in the moment, do my best, be who I am and keep moving forward. And shit's going to happen how it's going to happen. Right. And there's just to hit on that a little bit more like things that seem good or seem bad in the moment something that seemed bad i saw this on i can't remember who it was but it was on facebook somebody i think i went to high school with she had she got a flat tire and um i can't remember what she said her initial response was i think it was like it's no big deal but then after she got her tire back on and everything she drove down the road a couple miles same road that she was on and there was a fatal car accident Mm mm-hmm and her first thing was, good thing I got that flat tire because that could have been me. Yeah. You know, and then there's uh, here in Columbia, actually, a few months ago, some kid decided he wanted to commit suicide. And in the process of committed suicide, he's just, he decided the best way to do that was to drive, drive opposite the, down the opposite side of the highway at 70 miles an hour and just hit somebody head on not considering that you could be killing a child, which yeah. he did. Yeah. Same road that I take home every single night. Mm. And it happened about a mile before my exit, a mile after my exit, I'm sorry, or yeah. I exit. And my thought was like, what if that car that he hit wasn't there? What yeah. if there wasn't another car between him and me? That could have been me. Yeah. You know? And well, and on those examples, just since you're on it, with 9-11 so recent i saw the post which usually goes pretty viral every year um it's a really good drawing um art piece of people in the twin it's a cartoon drawing um people in the twin towers you can see out the window airplane coming right at it and the description was like i think they're true stories but how many of like people obviously in the building who are about to get hit and then people who should have been there, but missed their alarm. Something happened. They missed um, a taxi. They, the, yeah, they slept, slept in. Yeah, missed their alarm. 
the subway wasn't working, like just all kinds of different shit. And that just goes to the point of what we're saying is like, guarantee you that person who woke up missed their alarm. Fuck, damn it. I'm going to be late for work. Yep. Yeah. You were late for work. Thank God. Thank God. And, but that just goes to, it's like, man, when shit happens, you have no idea. Maybe like the, like just, that is, if you guys get a chance, go look up Tom Brady, um, and uh, the Chinese Chinese farmer story. You can really probably good. just Google the Chinese farmer story. And Tom Brady. Well, yeah, the way Tom Brady tells it is just it's so good, and yeah. they do music with him and some other videos, but it's just really good. But anyways, but the whole concept is that it's like whatever happens. If so, if people you're dealing with anxiety or stress or worry or whatever, whatever happens in the moment, you don't know if it's good or bad mm-hmm. because you won't know until the future comes, like until days and weeks and months later when that just plays out. And obviously in that moment of the person missing their alarm for work who works in the World Trade Centers, in the moment, yes, they're like, fuck, I'm, I'm going to be late for work. Who knows? Maybe it was their first day. I don't know. But a couple hours later, you can't tell me they're like, thank God I was late to work. Like how, how, extri- how much of a shift both of those responses were to the same thing mm-hmm. is just crazy to me. And like that right there, if anything isn't a testament, that is a testament to for people to understand that yes, you have decisions that you make in your life, but they all play out a specific way and a specific reason. And things just happen that you can't control. So if you are someone who constantly deals with anxiety, I would love to challenge you to take steps back and dig deep, like Trevor has been saying, and figure out what are you so anxious and worried about? Not saying it as in like, Come on, man. What are you so you worried idiot. about? Like that's not what we're saying. I'm genuinely asking you, what are you worried about? All the way down to the core of the issue. What is it? Is it? What is it? How people, if it is a test, is how your parents perceive you because you're going to school and they want you to do well. Why are you so worried about that? If it's you going through a new job change and are you wanting to quit your job and start your business, but you're really anxious and stressed and worried, like why? Like dig deep. Ask yourself questions, but don't just stop there and asking. Answer them. Yeah. And then understand if it has to do with other people, understand no matter what you decide to do with your life, you will never be able to control how people respond. So as a person who's going through that, get that shit out, like throw that shit away because you can stress and worry about that all day long, but you will never be able to control how people respond to the the decisions you make for your life. And if you're going to let that hold you back, your life's going to be hard. It's going to be very hard and you're going to be unhappy because now you're living life because of reactions from other people and you're not living your life based on what you genuinely want. And that is not a life to live at all. Yeah, and I just want to, as we end here, wrap up everything. Just two things I want to kind of go over really quick. And since you just said it, I'll start with this one. And that's the concept of of controlling what you can control. Guys, there's only three things that we truly have control over that nobody else can take from us. And that's our thoughts. That's our words. And that's our actions. No matter what circumstance that you're in, those three things are the only things that you have control over. Somebody can put you in prison. They can take away your physical freedoms. They cannot change your mindset. 
Only you can. They cannot change how you speak. Only you can. They can control your actions to an extent, but not. they don't have full control over your actions. You can decide what you do inside those walls. If you're taken hostage, same thing, same thing applies. And I always, uh, something I, uh, that I always say is you always have a choice. That even goes down all the way to if someone's holding a gun to your head and says, do this or I'm going to kill you. And people automatically, what's their first thing? They say, well, I wouldn't have a choice. You do have a choice. Yep. Do what they're telling you to do or get your brains blown out. You still have a choice. And where you feel like, well, the only logical choice, that's not, well, I'm not talking about logical choice. I'm talking about the sole fact of you still choose, still have a choice. So understanding that the only thing we truly have control over is our thoughts, our words, and our actions should help you if you can really understand that and embrace it with everything you have should help you with your anxiety. You can't control traffic. You can't control if somebody doesn't like you. You can't control. I mean, you kind of can control if you pass or fail a test to an extent, but not really in the grand scheme of things. The only thing you could do is give it your best effort. You can't really control whether you pass or fail. You can't control if you get a job. You can't control those things. Even when you're super successful, if you're a millionaire, like that shit can be taken away from you in a heartbeat. Your clothes can be taken away from you. Your vehicle can be taken away from you. Your freedom, your money, like literally all of those tangible things, they can be swiped out from underneath you in a heartbeat without you even realizing it. But never can your can your thoughts be taken from you, your words, and your actions. Those are the only things that you have full control over. And the sooner that you understand that and embrace it, the easier life is going to be for you if you can understand that. And the other thing, last thing I want to talk about is just the concept of stress. If you're stressing about getting a job or you're stressing about bills or you're stressing about a test, like stressing beforehand, no matter if it's good or bad, is not doing anything productive whatsoever. So say you're stressed about not getting a job, not getting not getting a passing score. You're stressed about whatever it is. Say you stressed out about that for three, four days, a month, whatever it might be. Say you got the good thing that you were hoping for. So you passed the test. You got the job. You won the lottery. I don't fucking know. I'm just saying things. You just spent all that time stressing out for no, literally no fucking reason. None. Because it happened exactly how you wanted it to happen. So all that anxiety you had leading up to that, where you were scared you were going to fail, you were scared you weren't going to get the, the, the job, was useless because you, you did exactly what you wanted to do. And the other hand, on the other hand, you stress about those things, and they don't work out exactly how you wanted to. You failed the test. You didn't get the job. Well, let's, why don't we just wait to stress out about it until after it happens? If you're going to stress, yes, those things are stressful failing a test, not getting the job that you really, really wanted. Why spend all that time ahead of ahead of time stressing out about it and just prolonging your stress? Why don't you just wait until it happens and then after it happens, if it didn't happen how you wanted it to, you're going to be stressed out regardless, right? 
because you really wanted this thing to happen and it didn't. So you're going to have some level of stress of, man, fuck, why didn't that happen? But then you just added all that time onto it that was completely unnecessary to stress out about it. So whether it goes good or bad, stressing beforehand is un is unnecessary and it's doing nothing but making everything worse. And that's all I got. Yep. So we initially planned on this being a little bit shorter, but we kind of went in. I'm glad we did. Yeah, I mean, it's good. We spent a lot more time talking about football than we should have. But yeah, people hey. could. We could just tell them to fast forward. You can just fast forward to 30 minutes. But hopefully, so you we, guys um, had some good, valuable information in here. For us, this is a form of coaching, and that's something we both thrive off of and bring us energy we always leave the podcast feeling a lot better um so we hope you got something out of it and if you did like we always ask you share it talk about it text someone about it tag us if you post a post on your stories or anything like that um and just help us continue to expand and grow our uh, our movement um and be a part of it and, and yeah and be a part of it come on with it come be a part of it but come jump on um yeah that's it cool Cool. beans well we love you guys hope y'all are having a great day and hopefully this motivated you and helped you out in some way shape or form that's it we'll catch you next time peace see ya